0: Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Lader and I am joined by Liz Batchelor and Katie Midwinter as we'll be previewing day three and day four of Royal Ascot. We've already had day one, Uh, it wasn't my finest hour certainly, only one winner on the card with River Tiber but he got the job done well and yeah, hopefully it gives me something to build on tomorrow. But uh, Liz, I'll come to you first. I see that uh, you got a nice multiple up today. <laughs>
1: yeah it didn't turn out to be too bad in the end after because i thought i'd only had one winner and i did only have one winner but then i had um four four placings as well including one equilateral at 40 to one which obviously bumped it up so i'm in profit after day one so no complaints here uh just have to see if i can continue that through the week
0: yeah it's not always necessarily about the winners you can definitely find some value each way at Slightly bigger prices with those extra places as well. Many horses can still outrun their odds, and yeah, you, you can still get some good profits out there. How about you, KT? How did uh, day one go for you? I had quite
2: a good day, actually, thanks to my favourite trainer, Aidan O'Brien, getting that nice double with River Tiber and Paddington. And I also had a saver on Bradsell after I gave him a positive mention on the pod on Sunday night, too. So. Yeah, up today but there's a long way to go isn't there four more days so we'll see what happens but it's been really good today and i'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the action it's going to be an exciting week
0: Yeah, Royal Ascot is certainly a marathon and not a sprint. We've still got four more days. But as I said earlier, we are focusing on day three and day four on this podcast. So let's get into it then. We're going to be looking at some of the main races over uh, the midweek part of Royal Ascot. And the first race we're going to look at is the 340. It's the Ribblesdale Stakes for the Phillies. It's a group two over a mile and a half. And the betting looks like this al asifa is your favorite at 10 to 11 if i pronounce that correctly we've then got blue stocking at sixes infinite cosmos at sevens warm heart at 14s midnight mile at 20s lumaya rock at 22s along with uh mama joan and uh, village voices 25s and bigger are the rest um liz i'll come to you here first this favorite al asif if i've pronounced it right um Has uh, created a good impression um, when she won last time out at Goodwood. She's um, quite short in the betting, I thought, though. Are you going to be siding with her or taking her on?
1: No, I am actually going to side with her. um, And the Gosden Yard have a fine record in this race in the past six run-ins they won it four times most recently love and dream in 2021 uh, she's been out twice won twice as you said including the agnes keys Stakes, which was a listed race a couple of weeks ago at goodwood and she won that pretty emphatically six and a half lengths she won that by uh, i think she's a group horse in the making out of Frankel, her two wins on good to firm. I can see why she's favourite. She was four to five this morning, uh, and I do expect her to win this here. Although, just to add on to that, whilst though whilst we've been yeah, whilst I was looking earlier, um, I also think there's a bit of a shout out at sixty six to one for Red Riding Hood, um, a- Aidan O'Brien's horse. He's she's going to be um, first time first time hood, which might might uh jazz her up a bit but uh i thought that was a big price for 66 to 1 but alice al asifa for
0: me yeah well you got 19 runners in there and there's definitely going to be a few in here that uh at big prices that are going to make the frame with the extra places on offer so yeah why not red riding hood uh one to uh, watch out for there from liz how about you though Katie? are you going to be uh, like liz inside with the favorites your main selection
2: Well, I think it's an interesting point from Liz about Red Riding Hood there. I backed her at Epsom. Um, I thought she'd run better than she did. So it would be quite embarrassing for me if I left her and she went tomorrow at 66 to 1. Uh, I'll be interested in seeing how she gets on. But coming back to Alasifa, yeah, she was spectacular at Goodwood a couple of weeks ago, and I think she's deservedly head of the market here. Um, At the prices, I think I'd rather let her run. Hopefully we see a stu- superstar emerge uh, on this stage. It would be nice to see a really stamper authority. But I do think there's plenty of each-way value in the field, um, given that the favourite is so short. I had a look at Aidan O'Brien's and Warm Heart is quite interesting bidding for a hat-trick of wins. Uh, Red Riding Hood too could be capable of better, as Liz touched upon. I also like Midnight Mile. Now, she's a filly that I've backed on numerous occasions too. Um, so I'm keen to see how she gets on. But I think I'm going to take a bit of a chance with my selection. I'm going to go for Mom and June. In the build-up to the Oaks, I thought she was unexposed and she was going under the radar after just one run on soft ground. She's a nice pedigree. Um, and I thought she could be capable of showing a lot of improvement, especially considering who her connections are. We know Emma Racing have found plenty of nice types to go forward with, and she could be one that might be able to fly the flag to them a little bit. And she's a big price at around 22, 25 to 1. So I'm going to take a chance on her each way, um, whilst keeping my eye on on the Ballydoyle Doyle Runners and on Midnight Mile too.
0: Oh, Kate, I can't believe you've gone for her as your main selection. That was the one I was going to go for um i actually messaged liz earlier and said oh, i think i found one here i'll be mad if you if you go for it and yeah you have katie mama june i completely agree for all the reasons you said i thought the fourth in the oaks was a really good run i just thought a lot of these horses are at the top of the market they're not really proper middle distance fillies a lot of them are bred to be more milers maybe a mile and two i just think their stamina could get found out here i don't think the step up and trip will suit a lot of them um i did look at warm heart like you said um i just didn't know how good the form was i know crack of light of william haggis did win uh, a listed race over in france last week but i think that horse would would have already benefited from the step up and trip whereas i don't think these well uh, blue stocking had every chance to get past in my opinion and she's by Camelot as well, and I just don't think they're always the most um, the most hardy in a, in, a, in a battle. So that would definitely put me off. Infinite Cosmos is interesting, but I didn't know if she would like this step-up and trip. So I came back to Mama June, who, uh, if you look at the pedigree, screams out a middle distance. Um, the damn Dorcas Lane was a really good horse uh, for David Lanigan. And this horse is actually um, a half-sister to uh, Candleford. And Atty So it's a really good staying family. Um, I just think she's got the pedigree to go and get this done. We've seen how my horses um, have have similar types in the past. Obviously, King of Steel runs late in the week. We might talk about him later. They had a, another horse. His name escapes me. Um, Mojo Star, that's the one. Um, placed in the derby as well. They do well with these kind of horses. And I just think Mama June, like I say, Kate, 22s is a really big price I think she should easily be half the price and maybe should be 8 to 1 in, in, I think oh, I, can't, I can't understand I think that Oaksworm is definitely up there with the best of these and yeah she's far too big of a price so I'm going to be going with Mama June there like Katie. So that's our thoughts then on the Ribblesdale. We then go to the 4.20. It is the Gold Cup. The feature race for many of the week. It's a group one over two and a half miles and Coltrane is your favourite ten to three. We've then got Eldar Alderoth at fours, Emily Dixon at sevens, Courage Monami at eight, Subjectivist at tens, Broom at twelves, Yavir at twelves and Bigger are the rest. Katie, we've got a An interesting look and renewal of this race. It looks quite open. Coltrane is a horse that improved very well last season for these connections. He won well on a seasonal reappearance. Do we think he's going to continue that progression here?
2: Well, firstly, Chris, I can't talk about the Gold Cup without mentioning my all-time favourite horse, the great Stradivarius, who will be absent this year after competing in five successive renewals, winning three. I won't talk about the most uh, recent two, a renewals and a reopen old runes, but he's such a legend and has been synonymous with this race. So it would be strange not to see him in the lineup this year and, and feeling all those nerves before watching him race. But yeah, looking ahead at this year's race, it, it is quite an open contest. Um, Eldar Eldarov, he really surprised me at York on his first run of the season. Didn't expect him to perform as well as he did. Uh, And he finished best of all, which puts him in with a good chance here. But for me, he still has stamina to prove. Uh, I really like Coltrane for Andrew Balding. He's a strong stayer and he's already proven himself over course and distance, albeit in handicap company. I'd like to see him win a, a group one. I think he deserves that. I also love Emily Dickinson. I've always had the soft spot for her and I've always had the belief that she turned out to be a special filly, but I have my doubts about her in this kind of race. I think it's going to be tough for her against the boys over a trip she hasn't tried yet. I'd probably go for Coltrane as my win selection, but I'm also really keen on subjectivist from an each way perspective. He's a former winner of the race. He's a really classy horse on his day, uh, has bags of talent and a real strong staying ability. He suffered an injury that was potentially career-ending after his success here in 2021, but he returned at rehab in February, and a month later he was able to bounce back to some level of form when he was third in the Dubai Gold Cup. I think he's a generous price, around 10 to 1 I was seeing earlier on. I'm not sure if he's still at that price now, if he is at his best, I think he'll be too good for the others. And it is a risk because he might not be the same as he once was. Now, as a six year old, after being absent for over a year and a half, but I'd keep the faith in him. So I'd have a saver on subjectivist each way. But I'd like to see Coltrane win.
0: Okay, Coltrane it is for so Katie. Are we in agreement, Liz, with the Jolly?
2: I am
1: in agreement with Coltrane, actually, and I'm going to throw an each way in there too, but it's not subjectivist. Um, but I, and I'm also going to mention a previous winner, but I, w- I was going to mention Kiprios, um, but who is out because of an injury, sadly. Um, but yeah, Ballydor's hopes now pinned on Emily Dickinson and Broom, although they're a bit apprehensive at comprehensive as to whether brew will get the distance um and emily dickinson um a bit like katie said really obviously not the same horse who came um who won so well at navan in april um then came a disappointing six in the group three uh in may at Leopardstown. town although they found nothing untowards uh, after the race um and i thought true shans back from a wind dot. But you won't like the ground if it's too firm, and I think maybe he'll he'll be pulled out again, maybe late on. Um, But it's echoes in rain for Willie Mullins, and is an interesting contender switching to the flat, and I think um, she's well worth an each way stab at 14s. But I do like Cold Train too. Last seen winning here at Ascot over two miles in that group three they we weren't clear over the two miles so jesse should get this this extra half a mile on top um so called coltrain for the win echoes in rain for the each way
0: okay interesting outside chat there for Echoes and rain i do agree with the girls i think Coltrane is probably the most likely winner i just like his attitude the way he keeps progressing we know that this has been his target and I think this could be a good opportunity for him to uh, get his head in front in a grade one. I would actually mention Wise Eagle as an outsider if you wanted one at a slightly bigger price. Um, Obviously, has got a lot to prove, but he did finish second behind. Gold train here in the Cigar Stakes uh, back on uh, Royal Ascot trials meeting in May. Uh, he beat Metier the time before that, who boosted the form by taking the Ch- Chester Cup um, when he won at Muscle Breast. So he, he's been progressing really well. He's versatile on all kinds of ground. He likes it quick. He doesn't mind a bit of juice. It should be, I would say, Perfect ground, perfect conditions for him. Um, I think he's interested, and in who knows how much improvement he could still have to come. So, at 40 to 1, you'd probably get four, maybe five places on the day with some firms. I think uh, he could definitely go well at a nice each way price. So, uh, wise eagle uh, away from the favourite there if you wanted uh, to get into one each way. So, that's our thoughts then on thursday we're now going to look at some of the feature races on friday and the first one we're going to look at is the 305 commonwealth Cup. Currently 16 in the entries. We'll know full, uh, full declarations tomorrow. So at the time recording, uh, some of these horses might not line up, but hopefully the majority will stand their ground. Little Big Bear is your favourite at 13 to 8. We've then got Sakir at 9 to 2. Zoo at 10s. Noble Starlet at 12. Shaquille at 12s. Ocean uh, Quest at 14. Should have been the ring 20s. The Antarctic 20s bigger are the rest uh liz i'll come to you here first little big bear um was very impressive last time out when he dropped back in trip uh to six furlongs at haydock do we think sprinting's gonna uh, really show us what he's all about
1: yeah i think so i won't steer away from him especially now keeping to his seemingly favored six furlongs um he won the listed windsor castle here last year and i said when I was on a few weeks ago, we needed to forget his 2,000 guineas flop. Um, and he won that group two at Haydock last time out so well. He'll light the ground. Still not sure on the draw as we're doing this early, like you said. But he's a lovely looking horse um, and he should win this.
0: Okay, strong vote for Little Big Bear. Katie, are you going to be in agreement? It would shock me if you weren't. Yeah, I love Little Big Bear. Uh, I
2: think he's a star in the making. You he, he can forgive his run in the 2000 guineas, as Liz mentioned. He was struck into there, and he finished lame. And I don't think he would have liked that trip anyway. So a drop back to six furlong, it was clearly the right path to take with him. It suited him at Haydock. He's a really fast horse. He's got a speedy pedigree, being by no name never as well. And he definitely sets the standard here. So he's my win selection. I think it is a tricky race, though. There's a lot of horses I like in here, including some at big prices, such as Swing Along, Queen Me, and the XO. Um I'm also a big fan of Lazou. Uh, I didn't stick with her in the 1,000 guineas, uh, as I've always thought of her as the sprinter. So I'm really glad to see her back over six furlongs, and I think she's a good chance of making the frame. She was unlucky not to go unbeaten uh, as a juvenile. Um, but as we've seen since, it was no disgrace to be beaten by Morge, despite the controversial circumstances in that race. Um, so I think Lazoo each way, she's got a good chance of, of getting in the places, but uh, I'd be very surprised if Little Big Bear didn't get the win here. I think he's the best horse in the race and he's got so much potential.
0: Yeah, I'm going to side the girls again with Little Big Bear. I think 13-8, to 8 honestly, isn't a bad price at all. I could see him maybe going off even money in the day, maybe 5-4. to 4. I think he will shorten, and I just think he's all class, and he's just got so much uh, ability. He's got a really good engine, and I think he'll follow up from his haylock. Uh, I do think, though, he should have been a ring. Will like the track at Ascot. I think he'll like the stiff... Uphill finish over the six furlongs. He'll, he normally does his best work late on. He, he's versatile over six and seven, but I think we'll definitely uh, see him flying home really well. And I think at 20 to one, he could be a good each-way shout. The other one I'll just give a mention to, I just thought it was interesting, Mischief Magic, is actually booked um, for... Uh, Will Gliuk is booked to ride this one for Charlie Appleby over Noble Style, who's half the price and the bat in the bet, and have to put a line through his run when he was really disappointed here in the pavilion stakes but if you go back to a juvenile He actually beat Dramatized, uh, who won at Haydock uh, a few weeks ago, but obviously did let the form down today in the King's stand. But if Mischief Magic can uh, bounce back after a disappointing run, I think he's interested. And we've seen Charlie Appleby do well in this race in the past. And I just think he's one to keep an eye on uh, come next time. So that's Mischief Magic. But uh, like the girls, Little Big Bear will be my main selection. So um, we move on to the uh, 420 where we go to the coronation stakes. Tahira is your favourite at 4-5. to five. She's odds on. Morge is currently then 3-1, but we should say that she isn't going to run here. It was revealed tonight that she scoped dirty and um, is going to be taken out, so I uh, advise you to, to watch that one there. Uh, Queen View then 13-2. Uh, Meditate at 15-2. Sound of Heaven at twelves, Kamara at 25s, along with Mama's Girl and then Bigger are the rest. Katie uh, Tahira, she got the better of Maud's last time out uh, in the 1,000 guineas. Do we think she's going to take the beating here or are you going to take her on?
2: I think she'll take all of the beating. She's a really classy filly. But I don't want to be backing her at 74 on uh, whatever price she is. She's really short. She's going to be very tough to beat. Uh, I love Meditate, but I can't keep backing her against the hero. I don't think she's quite as good over this trip um meditate is a really speedy filly so maybe a drop back in trip she could be better um but i think i found an interesting one in here it's a shame that morge is going to be taken out because she might be shorter if she is declared Uh, but i'm still seeing 25 to 1 on my screen here so i think she's a really good each way bet at the prices and that's comra for jim bolger uh i think she could have more to offer Her first two runs this season were on ground with Heavy in the description, and her only run over a mile last season was at Killarney, where she finished fourth. The winner there was Papilio, who had a £10 claimer on board and has since gone on to win a Grade 2 in America. Second place horse was Greenland, who is now a Group 3 winner, so the form has clearly worked out well. She was sent off at a big price of 150 to 1 for the Irish 1,000 guineas, but she finished third. And I think she could be overlooked here. And if the favourites get too involved in each other, I think she could perhaps take advantage of that. So I'm going for Comra, who is 25 to 1 currently, um, to maybe sneak into the places or definitely outrun her odds.
0: Okay, um, an interesting one there. Why not? I think a few of those horses that were coming off the pace in uh, Irish Run, Thousand Guineas, were definitely uh, interfered with and she was one of them. So yeah, uh, she could definitely step up and Jim Bolger doesn't waste his darts over when he sends them over to the UK. So uh, a lively outsider there from Katie. How about you though, Liz? Are you going to stay loyal to the favourite?
1: Yeah, I am. And I was actually well, I was looking forward it to it being a Tahira versus Morge rematch. Um, but like we said, unsatisfactory scope. So that's not gonna happen. And I was gonna go for the Tahero Morge forecast. Um, but that's out the window. Um, so I imagine our is even shorter. Um, but it was soft on the day when they met, um, which could have been the slight excuse for Tahira um when they did last meet Morge getting the benefit. Um, and the ground is good to firm Um, she's a very good horse a speedy one usually produced in the latter stages um, and she's beaten meditate now probably the second favorite in this a couple of times too Um, so Tahira Tahira
0: Tahira okay it's all about Tahira then Liz. Um, we're then going to look at our last uh, main rate, which is the 5.35. It's the King Edward VII Stakes. It's a Group 2 contest over a mile and a half. And King of Steel is your favourite at 7-4. to we then got Castle Way at 7-1. to one. Continuous at 8. Arrest at 10. Circle of Fire at 10 as well. Tower of London 12s. Military Order 14s. Artistic Star 16s. Along with Canberra Legend. Bigger of the rest. Uh, Liz. Uh, King of Steel... Ran an absolute blinder in the Epsom derby. I know Kevin Stott was absolutely gutted, but I don't think there's much more he could have done. He went at the right time, but just bumped into a really good horse uh, in August And Do we think uh, he's going to go one better here and get some redemption?
1: Yeah, I and I would love to see that happen. And I also do love a grey. Um, obviously entered into the Dante in May but had to be withdrawn from the stalls because he got a bit upset Um, so technically his first race out this season was the Derby and I really thought he'd hold on when I watched it Um, it come in second uh, by only half a length at, at a big price at 66s Um, even though connections were actually confident it appears um, but this was also his first run on fast ground which he obviously took too well Um, not sure he's particularly up against anything outstanding sure there could be some improvers um, but King of Steel for me I'd love to see him win
0: Okay, King of Steel is for Liz are we in agreement Katie King of Steel going to go one better this time around
2: he could do um, to be honest, I'm finding this race a bit difficult to have a strong selection in before the declarations are out. King of Steel, he definitely sets the standard from the from that Derby run. St Castle Way looks quite interesting if he runs. Uh, I'd be willing to forgive Military Order his run at Epsom because I think he's better than that. Uh, but maybe he's not quite good enough to win a race like this. Uh, I'll be keeping my eye on the Valley Dollar runners as well. Uh, San Antonio, he was quite small and compact in the paddock at Epsom. I'm not sure how much potential he has, but I know you quite liked him at Epsom, Chris. Um, Drumroll, he'd be the one in here for me, but he's been declared for Thursday, so I'm, I am doubt he runs here. Um, but he might be one to keep on side in the Hampton Court stakes, Um but he does face stiff the opposition there with Epis- Episetus and Torito. To be honest, I haven't got a strong fancy at this stage. I'm going to wait and see who gets declared and make my mind up then.
0: Yeah, I'm probably just going to do what you're going to do and wait for the decks. The one I'm interested in at the prices is the Tower of London. Uh, for Ano Bryan. I'm surprised they're not going for the Queen's Vase. I just think he wants every inch of the trip and he and he could be a horse that turns into a Saint Ledger candidate. He's actually uh, from the family of uh, Capri, who was a St. Ledger winner. Plenty of uh, of relatives in, in the in the pedigree. Got over one mile six, up to two miles. So I think he definitely um, is going to be uh, a staying prospect in time. But I like the way he bounced back at Leopardstown last time out. He was a one favourite that day. He was sent off 11-10. He disappointed before that um, in the derby trial at Leopardstown. Back on the 7th of May. But I know connections think quite a lot about of him. Um he he was sent off two to one behind August Rodan in the juvenile stakes at Leopardstown last year. And it just things didn't seem to go right for him, and he just got really badly outpaced. He's always, like I say, looked like a stayer. Ain't O'Brien's got a good record in this race, and I just think this could be a St. Ledger horse that we want to maybe keep on the radar later on uh, in the season at Doncaster. So he's currently around 12 to 1. He does have to improve, but he's got the pedigree to improve. Good uh, relations. I just think he's really interesting, and I'm hoping he's going to get declared and, and run here. And if he was, I uh, he would be my selection. So that is tower of london so that is the main races covered uh, we're just going to go through our other selections now on day three and day four to see if anything caught all right liz i'll come to you here first is there anything that's going to be on your shortlist for the punters to listen to uh either thursday or friday
1: yeah so on thursday in the norfolk stakes which is the two thirty, i do like wesley wards american rascal only been out once but won in some fine style by 10 lengths he is the son of Lady Aurelia who obviously won the King's Stand Stakes here back in 2017 in impressive style and I'd like to see him emulate her success here um, also on Thursday in the King George Stakes 305 I think Bertinelli will like the step up to a mile and a half and I think he'll go well um, and on Friday in the um, I've been taking a, a quick look um, and I think Hispanic or Pillow Talk, both 16s at the moment, could do well, although Pillow Talk also holds an entry up at air on Saturday. Um, so it be interesting to see which
2: way he goes. Uh, so that's that's it.
0: OK. Um, and how about you, Katie? Is there anything else that caught you eye? Right? I
2: haven't got any strong fancies yet. Oh, excuse me. But similar to Liz... Bertinelli's caught my eye in the King George V stakes. I think he's going to be one to watch. And then we've got some interesting races later on in the card. The Britannia stakes on Thursday too. Lots of interesting horses in that one. Better days are coming. Um, Finn's charm is a huge price there as well. Uh, The likes of that 30 theory of everything. Um, I think there's lots to look at in that race. Um, and of course, the Hampton Court stakes I mentioned. Drumroll, I think, will be difficult to beat, but I would be afraid of Episatus and Teresa, who we saw winning exceptionally good fashion at Epsom. Waipira is also in their Trambusa um, Epsom form. I liked him for the derby each race, so I think he could be a decent price today at 12 to 1. And also a filly that we like a lot, Chris in Carnarvon. She is also um declared for that one of them to one there so she could be an interesting runner so i have to have a more of a look in detail at these, but there's a lot of good horses running on thursday
0: yeah there certainly is um i've just got one to watch out for on thursday i think um this horse could come in for a little bit of support, and it's a horse called Surely Not. He's been declared to run in the Britannia for Holly Doyle and Dominic French Davis. Um, has done really well uh, this season, has won two handicaps really impressively. He beat Connemara Coast, who was a winner at the weekend for Richard Hughes, and then he went on to win at Ch- Chester after winning at Newmarket on a seasonal reappearance. He has raised £6 for that win but I still think there could be plenty more left in the tank he seems to be pretty versatile ground wise Holly Doyle's back on as well she's two from two on him I don't think he's got a bad draw as well um, there's plenty of pace on and I just think he'll be played for a late run and if the gaps opened up I think he could definitely be in the mix. Dominic French-Davis as well. It's got to be said, he's been going well this season. Uh, He's had a few horses with uh, Am I Racing? And some of his other horses as well have been uh, hitting hitting form. So I just think surely not. 20-1. to could reward Dominic French-Davis for a really good start to the season. So he is my one to watch on Thursday. So that rounds things off uh, for the Day 3 and Day 4 podcast. We will be doing uh, a Royal Ascot Nap Challenge day five which we'll put on the social media feed um so watch out for that you can follow us on social media where we're available on twitter and instagram um please remember to subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms including soundcloud apple and spotify please remember to gamble responsibly hopefully you can have a good week at royal Scott and we'll be seeing you again soon